careers and being financially independent and yeah. traveling and how how you are as a person yeah. and your friendships and there are just there are so many ways to measure achievements and happiness yes hello and welcome to 30 by 30 a podcast tracking 30 adventures as challenged by my friends before my 30th birthday in this podcast series you're going to hear me climb a mountain attend a protest ride a motorbike attempt to date my comedy idol yikes and so much more in episode seven my challenge is to go for a night out at the infamous club that is infernos This episode of 30 by 30 is, I think, going to be like no other. Um, From my gorgeous and liberating solo trip to Sardinia to a boozy and sticky night out in the aforementioned London institution. So here comes episode seven and Infernos. So for those of you who don't know, Infernos is a nightclub in Clapham in southwest London. It has a reputation in the big smoke thanks to its cheesy pop playlist, excessively carpeted interior and boozed and often handsy clientele. Most people who go have a story or two to tell and a night out there is almost just a rite of passage for Londoners. So it was a great challenge because um, after five years living in London, I've never been. I live in East London, which um, I love and has truly awesome nights out. And I think perhaps I am generalising, but there are parts of South West London that um, some Londoners just don't love visiting and Clapham is one of them. And I have a few friends in Clapham and it's absolutely nothing personal, but just for me, East London is where it's at. So I guess a bit like my solo trip, this was going to push me outside of my comfort zone. Um, Now, unlike the usual format for this podcast, I chatted to my challenger before the big night out. So over to a very special lady called Katie. So we first met on the day you were born when I came to the hospital to visit you. Um, I think... My dad and I must have been the first visitors um, because you are my sister. I am indeed your younger sister. Yes. Um, we are how many years apart? Three and a half years apart. Yeah. And you have blissful, happy memories of me as a bit as a. Sister. I do. You were the angel child. Well, as a baby, you were so well behaved. I remember being really excited to come meet you in hospital. That is my first memory. The day that I, the, well, the day I got dropped off while mum and dad went into hospital so I'm not sure if that was the day before but that is my first memory so you clearly everything around that made an impression you made an impression and yeah we've always been close that's so lovely because I don't have no memory at all I I don't think I do I think I have I have a lot of memories that you and mum and dad have told me but I don't can't work out if they're my memories yes sometimes yeah the stories and the pictures it's not clear I tell a lie actually I do have one memory before you which was only about three um no six months before which was my third birthday I remember the cake so (laughs) my first my first memory is cake very fitting but you are my second memory what was the cake um, well, mum and dad used to make our birthday cakes. It was the three bears. So it was three cakes of different sizes, um, all under their uh, bedspreads, which were painted differently and beautifully. Mum used to make the cakes. Dad used to decorate them, and they were works of they art. They were amazing. I remember having a toadstool. Yes. like a 3D one yes. I remember the ones with the dolls where they would have, then have the dresses which now I think would be a bit creepy yes but at the time, at the time they were amazing and I remember the Christmas they used to make amazing Christmas yes. cakes so maybe your first memory is cake too <laughs> <laughs> it says a lot about us yes it does but I find that so I am younger than you mm-hmm. but we get a lot that we look alike 
and I imagine yes. on this podcast we'll probably sound very similar as well. I'm sure people will say that. Yes. And we won't be able to hear it. <laughs> but we get quite a lot of people are like, are you guys twins? We do have that yeah. a fair amount. Which I will take because you're younger than me, so maybe that <laughs> makes me look younger. But we're also, and I think that in many ways we're very similar. Yes. But in many ways we are very different. Agreed. Agreed. How are we similar and how are we different? I think we we often say the same phrases. Yes. Um, so that always makes people do the twin thing. Um, we we can dress in a similar way. Yeah. We can also dress very differently. Yeah. Um, we, we have shown up wearing pretty much the same version of an outfit before. Yeah, big earrings, cashmere jumper, jeans. Yeah, classic. <laughs> yeah, I think we maybe are similar when people first meet us, but under the surface, we're a bit different. That's so true. You you come across as quite confident. Yeah. You're you're the chattier one, um, and I'm a bit shyer and more reserved. But actually, I think as people get to know us sometimes that flips a little bit I think you're right and I think then you're actually much more kind of really steely and I think I doubt myself so yeah kind of weird but it means we complement each other like yes. when one of us needs the other one to be strong or yes. provide some support I have to say I do feel like when we're together I do feel invincible oh <laughs> it's so true I will take that well you you will need to feel invincible on this task Lucy <laughs> so on which note we are currently sitting in a bar which is appropriate because this is sort of related to my challenge you will need drink I will need drink um, so we're kind of you're sort of setting me off yep. so dear sister what was your challenge to me I have challenged you Lucy to a night out in the infamous Clapham institution that is Infernos. Correct. And I'll be honest, it was a very surprising challenge <laughs> from my wonderfully cultured um, <laughs> and stylish and poised sister. Uh-huh. Um, why did you challenge, give me this challenge? Well, I took the approach when I was thinking about what to challenge you, that I wanted it to be something that I had done that you had not. I know a lot of people have given you things that they haven't done either, so you can do together, which I think is really nice and clever. Um, but yeah, that was the way I approached it. Yeah. So we were at dinner with friends who also set you a challenge for this endeavor. Um, and it, yeah, it came up about this night that I had at Inferno's um, and sort of dawned on us you hadn't been and that's kind of crazy when you live in London yeah. like you just you just have to experience it so, so this, that's why this club so I've been in London for five years now and this and this club is as you say famous amongst Londoners or infamous <laughs> yeah or infamous instead infamous infernos well, certainly when I last went it's tired but it's big you know you, you knew you'd get in um, and and you could have a good dance I mean that's why we you knew you could sing because I've heard you have to queue. We might have queued, but we were going to get it. Right, okay. it's big. Okay. Um, yeah, it's um, it's not slick, it's not classy, but sometimes you don't want slick and classy. No, you just want good music and yeah. a dance with your friends. Yeah, I've been to Inferno's definitely twice, maybe more. Any fond memories? <laughs> well, um, the reason that we were recalling this particular night out which 
made me realize you hadn't been and this could be my challenge for you was I had a, a night there with a group of girlfriends which was always my nights out in my early 20s through the uni years and then when I moved to London it was always a group of girls we didn't go out to meet boys we went out to dance and often wouldn't even need to drink a lot we just we just wanted to dance anyway this particular night um, in case you don't know Lucy most of um, Inferno at least when I used to go was lined with carpet and carpet with alcohol on gets sticky oh my god yeah it's a, it's a beautiful place um, but there was a small small area of um, like wooden dance floor and we were kind of dancing on the edge of that anyway some chap was um, also having a good dance uh, was a bit ambitious with his moves yeah. and lost his balance yeah. which means he sort of he, we were pretty much back to back and he toppled onto me yeah. knocked me over I fell onto the carpet and um, got carpet burn uh, made a lovely hole mm. in my tights um, I was deeply unimpressed yes. but my girlfriends were amazing I was picked up scooped up taken to the bathroom someone managed to go via the bar and get a glass of ice to put on my gross knee um, while one of my friends who can be very mild mannered just laid into this chap <laughs> amazing yeah it, it was um, it was impressive <laughs> so I, I felt very proud of my friends and um, a bit less proud of my injury um, hopefully there'll be no injuries no carpet burn no, no. Um, but if there is I'm hoping probably Poppy will round on said person who causes carpet burn I trust that she will too yes so you are not going to be there I'm not which was obviously not the intention when I set this challenge right. I wanted it to be something we did together yes um, but I have had to reconsider yes well that's completely reasonable but I have had to bow out because I think as we have hinted at you do need to have a drink or two before and during infernos and I am currently off alcohol altogether because I am pregnant and I don't think Infernos is the place for a pregnant lady. Possibly not. Possibly not the right environment not so much. for my future niece or nephew. No. Actually, do you mind my asking how old you are? Do you mind telling people? I am 32. How did you feel about turning 30? If I am honest, uh, it was not that big a deal. If I turned 30, um, pretty much two months after I got married yeah. and so that year was all about planning for the wedding yeah. and and that slightly took over and then so 30 was a nice birthday that came along not not that long after so yes. you know that 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 consumed my year yeah. so I guess I was I was excited I yeah. wanted to go away for my birthday and it was the first time I was traveling with my passport with my new name yeah. so that made it exciting yeah. um, and that's what I did Matt and I went together and that that was pretty much my 30th that's so, so lovely. it um, it was lovely I'm not saying it you know came past me by and no and then it was done no big deal but um but you're right you sort of had a bit other fish to fry yeah really I did so obviously you're th three years old yeah me. when you were 29 the yep. age I am now you were uh, had bought a flat yeah. in Lewisham you were living there with your fiance can you see I guess it's, it's a difficult question to answer when it's kind of like not your experience but can you see why possibly me and some of my friends who are more the renty renty somethings and you know aren't sort of at that point where we are getting married or whatever 
can you sort of buy into the idea of why possibly there is some anxiety around the age of 30? Or to you, does it seem a bit like it's just a number and you guys are actually doing your own thing and that's really cool? I think a bit of both. I, I can see it. I think, I don't know who or how, when this expectation was placed on us all that we would have achieved certain things by the time we were 30 and buying property and being in a long-term relationship seemed to be on that list and and I I did have both of those things when I was turning 30 Um, but at the same time I think there are lots of ways to measure success Um, and they are just two of them They, they might be the obvious two but you know careers and being financially independent and yeah. travelling and how how you are as a person yeah. and your friendships and there are just there are so many ways to measure achievements and happiness yes. and I don't think it's as straightforward or um, as narrow as those two things so yes I, I had them when I was 30 yeah. and so maybe I, I wasn't as conscious of, of, yes. of the turning 30 yes. as well. Because I, I wasn't listing off achievements, but I was just, I was in a good place. Yeah. And I was, I was happy. Yeah. Still am. Yeah. I, I think 30s are great. You know, it, milestone numbers, of course, make us think um, and question and doubt a bit or ju- just reassess. But I think... I think so far 30s have been a great decade yeah. and I'm excited for the rest to come well that, those are very very wise words from my wiser older sister I think we very much fall into the patterns of older younger sibling yeah I think this is actually a classic example of sort of like you know I feel like you're kind of what I love about you and Matt is that you're both your husband you're both just like really steady and you're real rocks and I find it really reassuring that like you and you and Matt and mum and dad are really like stable and steady and kind of calm and very down to earth and level headed and I find that massively reassuring because which is so good and because I think maybe Matt and I are both the oldest in our families and so we're the first to do things and so there aren't necessarily we don't feel expectations whereas you see what we're doing and maybe think you have to do the same which which you don't yeah but I've never thought of that before (laughs) I've never thought that that's such a good point but maybe it's like we're we're laying a path and you sometimes think you have to follow us on that path and you don't you can do your own God, I, that's never occurred to me. And actually, what has occurred to me is mum and dad are both the oldest siblings. I'm of our immediate family. Yeah. I'm the only youngest. Yeah. So I can't, that all kind of makes sense. Yeah. I told you why. <laughs> I have my moments. <laughs> um, so, do you have any pearls of wisdom for the big, the big night out, as I've dubbed it? I think with any night out, don't expect too much. It's the ones you really hype up that let you down. Yeah. It's the ones that just kind of creep up on you that are the best. So just go planning to have a good dance. That's it. Well, thank you very much. You just say that I think you're the absolute best. Great thing about being sisters. Exactly. Invincible, isn't it? Completely invincible. Love it. 
so my sister is pregnant, which means that by the time I'm 30, I will have a niece or nephew, which is incredibly exciting. And honestly, that kid is just going to have the best genes. Um, Their parents are the most kind and wise and thoughtful people, um, not to mention just incredibly beautiful. And my sister, as always, manages to put things so succinctly. Um, She just really hit on some real pearls of wisdom. And as I said, she's just the best big sister out there. But alas, I was without a partner in crime for my big night out, so I called out to some of my mates who I knew would be up for a dance. And in fact, if you listened to the swing dance episode, you might remember me saying I wanted a night out, and some of my friends gave the names of songs that got them on the dance floor. Not surprisingly, a few of those voices that you heard quickly replied to my WhatsApp invite with an enthusiastic yes. Others, namely my housemates, were given basically no option but to join me. So one Saturday in July, when London was already heavy with the sticky air of summer, seven friends and I prepared for a scorching night in infernos. Some were nervous, some were cool, calm and collected. I must say I'm a bit nervous. I don't venture across to... Clappen, Clappen, Clappen. <laughs> I think unfortunately I just haven't heard many nice stories about infernos. It's always been like, oh, I got dragged out because I was in a fight or I was too drunk or I got kicked out because of this or... Who are you friends with? <laughs> Overall, the, the sense that I have of the place is somewhere where I would have gone a lot at university. Yeah. However... I feel as though time has moved on and I don't really frequent those places anymore for a good reason. However, I'm up for a good dance. I love a bit of cheesy music. And as long as it involves a bit of alcohol, I'm game. Yeah, I think tequila is probably fairly central. Well, not tequila. Or anything but tequila. What will be your drink of choice? Tequila takes my breath away quite literally. (laughs) I would actually rather have Sambuca. Which I know, Seriously? I know gives people the fear of God. Oh my God, no. Sambuca's the pit. No, I would give me Sambuca any day compared oh, to tequila. God, no. Sambuca. Yeah. Oh, I have very many unhappy memories to do with Sambuca. I think most people do. And I think that's why when I say that, people are like, why? Yeah. Why would you do that? But very luckily, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it. Okay. Because <laughs> otherwise I know that it tonight will be the night <laughs> that I get, <laughs> I get horribly drunk off some Sambuca and I'll be like, I understand. <laughs> it's Inferno's day. Um, I know the other girls were quite nervous about going, but they're trendy L- East London types, whereas I'm a Southern girl through and through. Um, I used to live just down the road from Infernos and now I'm just a hop, skip and a jump away in Earlsfield. So I just feel like it's my natural habitat, to be honest. What I love about Infernos is it's just very honest about what it is. It's not like um, some East London setups where you end up in a trance um, bar. It's just very honest about itself. All the guys will be wearing exactly the same outfit, either a blue or white shirt with jeans and brown suede shoes. Um, All the girls will probably be (laughs) flicking their hair. Um, It has been described as a meat market, and I wouldn't disagree with that sometimes. Um, The only thing I'm slightly nervous about is the weather at the moment, because it's looking pretty miserable. Gemma, how are you feeling? Okay, I'm having a laugh, but I'm a bit nervous. I'm really excited to discover how bad it is. 
So we headed for Clapham for pre-drinks, where Becky, um, one of the only of our party who had uh, been to Inferno's before, acted as our guide. We were in early, painfully early, because I just absolutely hate queuing to get into a club or bar, and I totally misjudged how late people go out. Um, It was bleakly empty, but the bar area was all ours, so we were able to load up on overpriced drinks with a little stress. And gradually the place filled up, Um, the dance floor got busier, the music got good, and we got boozed. We migrated downstairs, which was more spacious and less carpeted. And here I managed to get onto the podium and generally make an exhibition of myself, which was fun. Um, Not before I got scolded by a bouncer for essentially breaking and entering onto the stage. My French friends practiced some sexy Tahitian dancing. Sophie had her favourite song played, as you can hear now. And Poppy sent Eddie remotely creepy man packing, legend that she is. It was also when the eight of us were doing the Macarena, um, five foot two me on a steps, I didn't feel quite so tiny in the crush of the club that I accidentally jumped off the step in my enthusiasm, slid across a glass tumbler and smacked onto my arse. A special name check for Simon, who lifted me out of the stream in the Lake District back in episode three. Simon, this time it was Poppy who peeled me off of the beer-soaked floor. Four hours after walking into Inferno's, a few of us headed back east for water, carbs and a drunken debrief. I'm very pleased to be back in the fact that I'm now drinking a lot of water and I'm very thirsty after being incredibly hot in there. I'm probably sweating as much water as the alcohol that I drank. Does that even make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, thank you. But I definitely have more fun than I thought I was going to. Yay. It was a lot of dancing. A lot of dancing. Fun music. Yeah, good music. I enjoyed watching the dancers on the podium, particularly <laughs> the guy in the wellies. Yeah. That then liked to un that then undid his shirt to then <laughs> touch himself. Touch his nipples. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna mention the nipples, but then <laughs> touching himself probably sounds worse. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a special moment that we all shared. <laughs> um, no, it was good. It was it did it was reminiscent of university days, mm. but in a good way. It wasn't quite so bad as the university club that I thought it was going to be, where mm. there was no space for anything and people were on top of each other. Where it was just like us sliding about because it was so hot and sweaty, with no aircon and no room to move. And I could dance, and there was good music, and I got to smash out the Macarena, and Saturday night. Saturday night, and I like the Exactly, rain. it's not often that you get to do that on a night out that's not like a wedding. Mm. And even if that is a wedding, it's a questionable one really, isn't it? If they've got both the Macarena and Saturday night. Oh yeah. I would question the DJ. <laughs> yeah, I'd question the bride and groom. To be fair, it's like that bit in Love Actually where they go... Oh, it all, it's all held on the next song and then it goes and they call it puppy love yeah yeah, yeah he's the worst DJ in history <laughs> it's true so there were elements of that and the fact that he was wearing a t-shirt saying horny bastard mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
was it set really, the tone, didn't it? <laughs> it was really quite mm-hmm. grim. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get any carpet burnt, so exactly. <laughs> we are luckier than your sister. It's midday, and um, my head definitely feels fairly sore. Um, what do what do I remember? We we got we got an Uber back from Canary Wharf. <laughs> it's like a ten minute walk. Uh, we got an Uber back and had a shower because we were so, so sweaty, so so sweaty. I don't feel too sore, even though I fell over. Um, mm. So. And my dignity by and large is intact from the evening. So How did you fall over, Lucy? Well, I, I don't I think I slipped in a glass. You were dancing on the steps. <laughs> yeah. To the Macarena. Yeah. And then you fell off the step when you did the uh, oh, the, uh, and, and I think I must have stepped oh, onto onto a And then you stepped off onto, <laughs> onto a glass. A glass. <laughs> which then so like, yeah, that's it. I remember rolling off the stair. So it's two o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday and I'm partway through making a gin and tonic cake, which um, I'm hoping that Lucy will be feeling uh, well enough to eat tomorrow because um, it's for work. Um, I'm feeling fine. Yeah, I um, definitely can still taste gin, but then that might just be licking the bottom. How do you feel? Fantastic. You don't feel hungover? No, the inferno didn't get me. <laughs> didn't break me down. Yeah, exactly. Stronger than hell. Stronger than hell. Parts of that were so painful to listen to. But it was worth the banging hangover, for me at least. I think we were all pleasantly surprised at how much we approved of the inferno's playlist and sweaty vibe. It felt so good to finally have a proper dance and my mates unsurprisingly all threw themselves into it. So huge shout outs to Poppy, Gemma, Sophie, Becky, Agnes and Chloe and a special shout out to my friend James who joined us with a dislocated kneecap. That's a dedicated friend right there. And not forgetting a huge shout out to my sister Katie who was with us in spirit and who when her baby is old enough I will be insisting she arranges a babysitter so that I can drag her to infernos. I know more of my friends love going out so I asked them for some memorable moments from big nights out. One of my favourite nights out was a birthday party that I had where I just went to the pub with some friends and we all had a few drinks and DJ Tony was playing and next thing you know we're all sat on the sticky floor doing the dance to Oops Upside Your Head. It was great. So some of the best parties I have been to have always started off as a session of drinks with friends and someone would hear from somewhere that there is, you know, this secret party going on at a at at this derelict location and you know it would turn out to be an amazing night and next thing you know you've partied till the early hours and you slept um, on the northern line and ended up in Morden at 8 9 a.m. I think the best one I have been to was this um, derelict pub in uh, in South London and uh, we had to uh, we were out a friend heard from someone this party is going on we had to contact some random person on Instagram and uh, to put our name on the guest list we ended up there the place was soundproof we go in and the parties over three floors and the cellar has been turned into a gig space and yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I always say that the impromptu parties are the best ones where you end up partying till 9am. For me, growing up in Edinburgh, best nights out were always summer festival nights that just felt really spontaneous and endless and full of ridiculous possibilities because it's all just a bit mad. 
Yeah, there was that other time where I got a bit overexcited dancing to Proud Mary, uh, the old, you know, the shoulder roll, um, and actually knocked my front tooth out on someone else's tooth that was also dancing pretty um, extravagantly. I'd say um, my mid to late 20s, I've just had the most memorable and sort of fun, weird and wonderful nights out. Um, Definitely a recurring theme has been sort of not really planning things too much, just seeing how they go and things just escalating into rather intriguing situations. Um, things like having dinner at McDonald's because you're kind of tired and you can't be bothered and you've just arrived somewhere. And then sort of five or so hours later, finding yourself in a pretty exclusive <laughs> Paris Fashion Week party that you've just accidentally managed to gate crash your way into. Um, or sort of being on the streets in Cambodia and joining an accidental flash mob of Macarena dancers. Um, you know, all those sorts of things. Late 20s have been amazing. Um, let's see what 30 has to hold. Happy memories. Do drop me a line if you have any similarly raucous tales. My social media stuff is in the show notes below. Um, and perhaps also just leave a review while you're here. And like and subscribe to 30 by 30, all that jazz. So things I've learned from this challenge. Don't ever enter a club before 10.30pm, ideally 11. It's just too depressing otherwise. It is in fact worth scrambling onto a podium and being bollocked by a bouncer. And the sight of your mates all doing the Macarena in unison is a pretty magic sight, even with a bruised and beer-soaked backside. That's it for episode 7, except to say a big thank you to my big sis Katie and all of the Inferno squad. Next time on the podcast... So Lucy, for the next challenge, we're going to see some jokes be told, go up a volcano, and I'm going to help you track down a ginger man who you want to go on a date with. Perfect. (laughs) See you then.